live from Race City, USA. It's Blind Spotting, the NASCAR podcast from a fresh, personal, and blue collar take. Race reviews, race previews, the latest news, and more. And now, your hosts, Michael Colbert, Andrew Coates, and Travis Sherry. Welcome back, everybody, to Blind Spotting episode 81. The Three Stooges are back together. Reunited. In the concrete <laughs> compound. Uh, Andrew is back from a, a, not an African safari, but an African mission trip, nonetheless. Uh, Michael is here. We're well, both. Yeah. You did, you did we did one day of safari, that's right. Okay. Uh, Michael is here. Would I be Larry, Curly, or Mo, or Shump? If we're the Three Stooges, I, you, I, you and I have more of a Mo, shit body. Mo, Mo, he's a straight guy, right? I mean, what? Not that any of us are not straight. I but think he's I'm a straight Larry. Shooter. Okay. You're Curly. I'm Larry. He's Mo. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Anyway. And you've got the dark hair. Yeah. 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 And he thinks yeah, the two I'm of us. Straight guy. He thinks the two of us are idiots. <laughs> that's because yes. that's what Mo did. Well, Mo I mean, thought the other two were idiots. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. So, uh, tonight we're going to uh, review the racing from Phoenix and from Atlanta. We will preview upcoming races at Circuit of the Americas and at Richmond. But boys, we're going to start with four, well... Five. Yeah. We've got massive penalties to discuss. So, I'll just start... And catch everybody up to speed. So, uh, on Friday of Phoenix weekend, so about 10 days ago, NASCAR held a practice session uh, for the Cup Series because they're run they were running a new aero package. But prior to practice, they went through the garage and confiscated the hood louvers from all four Hendrick Motorsports cars the hood louvers are basically the... They're like air inlets. The, yes, they're air vents that allow airflow to the hood of the race car. So they confiscated uh, the hood louvers for all four Hendrick cars. They confiscated one hood louver from the number 31 colleague racing team of Justin Haley. And they... Which is Chevrolet also. Which yes, is, yes, which is Chevrolet that. also. But boys, they dropped the hammer on all of those guys, fighting each crew chief $100,000, suspending all five crew chiefs from the next four NASCAR Cup Series races. They took 100 owner points from each team, and they took 100 driver points from four of the five teams they did not take driver points from the nine team because he um, wasn't racing. Yeah, exactly. Chase Elliott was not racing, and so and Josh Berry doesn't get points. And Josh Berry does not get points in the Cup Series. So, but uh, that could have huge impacts. As to remember, last year we didn't have the same sixteen cars as we did drivers. Yes. So and ten playoff points for each of those. Byron's already drivers. won two. 
But now he's at zero now instead of ten. Yeah. Well, he's got some stage. Oh, does he have a couple stage wins? Points. What do you mean zero instead of ten? He's lost ten playoff lost, points. Yeah. So those ten. But he still gets into the playoffs. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So that's that, he, that's all I would count. He, on. That's well, the most important thing. I understand that, but you're right, Andrew. He doesn't have. 10 playoff points that would carry over with him to the next round. I mean, right so, now he'd be dominating the playoffs. Yes, he would. So it's almost like he has won none and zero. got stage wins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, so, okay. Can I, can I pause here for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Have, have they, have they, did they release any information about what was actually wrong with them? They modified they, them because they said they weren't to the spec of what they were supposed okay, to be. Yeah. So they, so, they trued them up to what they said the spec was. Now that's okay, Hendrick's and position. Hendrick, Motorsports turns around after they take the louvers and what do they do on Sunday? They put three cars in the top ten. Byron wins the race. Larson finishes fourth and Bowman finishes ninth. Now if I'm NASCAR on the following day after they but we take their parts, we know on Sunday they're using the the source parts and they all three still finish in the top ten. What the hell was really wrong with the things? And was it really worth this penalty? I, I just, I, there's so much cloak and dagger and lack of transparency. What, I, I like to see pictures, this is what it was. This is Like what they it used to put it been. in the garage. Yes. I, you can't tell me that there was that much of a difference because there were three in the top ten the next day. Well. With legit parts. And I quote had thought. Quote, unquote, legit parts. I had thought that the, I, and Travis corrected me, but how would TrackCast only have one car? And I'm thinking, well. Maybe that one came from Hendrick. It doesn't. It comes from RCR. So why do they only have one of their cars confiscated? Why didn't mm-hmm. the 16 get confiscated? They only have two, correct, Travis? Well, yeah. lo and behold, they're walking through looking for something because Hendrick was kicking everybody's ass. Not I only, you're, you're right, Andrew. Why did they only have one car? But they only had one mm-hmm. louver. They, not, they didn't have both of their louvers confiscated. So that tells me that NASCAR has a bigger issue on their hands. Mm-hmm. And that issue is that this whole thing of one supplier for all of these quote-unquote single-sourced parts is not working. Because, let's face it, these hood louvers, this year, all the manufacturers got to design new hoods and new noses. And so with that comes new parts. Now, on each next-gen car, there are about 30 of these single-source parts on each car that come from this one manufacturer. And so I think that they were rushing to make these parts and, frankly, did not make them all to spec. Maybe. And I think that's the issue. I think that's where... Hendrick Motorsports and College Racing have a serious leg to stand on mm-hmm. when it comes to the appeal of this penalty, which we don't know when those appeals will be heard. Now, let me ask you this question. Here's the thing, and I, I don't know how I feel about this. I could see a penalty like this if they actually went out and ran these parts. It was pre-race. But they didn't, and it was... It was voluntary. Like NASCAR was going through the garage. Well, NASCAR NASCAR has boxed themselves in because of what they did last year. Yeah. So any violation of a single source part is a hundred points, ten playoff points, four race suspension, hundred thousand dollar fine. So they have no wiggle room there because then it looks like they're playing favorites. Yep. 
Um, I do think, though, one interesting thing is everybody in the NASCAR world know, now knows the word louver, mm -hmm. which no one had knew what that was before. Right. But to Michael's point, it clearly doesn't have a terrible impact on a short track, and they handed him over voluntarily. I expect, as we talked off air, that there's going to be some Yeah, there'll be some rescinding of penalties, but... Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess we just have to wait and see, but that's a pretty devastating penalty. Um, if they win races, it doesn't matter. Right. Now, if they had found this on William Byron's car after the race, so I guess there is that. That's a different story. Well, and that's, I guess, a little bit of a silver lining because that would have invalidated that win, mm -hmm. right? But, and he already had one, so it, I guess it didn't matter in the sense of the pl making the playoffs, but right. it would have. It would have. Um, but here you've got, the most severe penalty in the history of the sport for something that was not even as egregious as Michael Waltrip at Richmond. Yep. That was manipulation of the integrity of the sport. Mm -hmm. And it, it killed Michael Waltrip racing at the time. Yeah. And this is worse than that because of a few millimeters. They, I, like we said, I think they boxed themselves in. I don't think they have any choice, but it will be. I think NASCAR's also put themselves in a box in this manner. If the penalty gets rescinded and the teams, everybody knows what Hendrick Motorsports did to those louvers. Now, we'll never know. Yeah. But the garage knows what they did to them. How's that? How? Because. I don't know. I'm just asking. I'm not. Well, I'm, I just don't know. How do they, they issue a technical bulletin? They won't. But here's the thing. Hendrick Motorsports is likely not the only team that has done this to these louvers. They're just the ones that got I caught. just don't understand why NASCAR is not ultra-transparent. People already accuse it of being WWE. Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. and, 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 I mean, put the daggum thing on display, post it on social media, and say, this is what happened. Now, maybe they don't do that because they're waiting on the appeal. But after the appeal, they should disclose exactly sure. what the violation was, mm -hmm. what it looked like, and why they felt it was justified to the penalty. Mm -hmm. because they are a sanctioning body, they have the right to do that. But the more that you hide this stuff, the more it looks like you're trying to manipulate the outcome. Right. I do not believe that is what NASCAR is trying to do, but it sure just doesn't pass the smell test. By the way... But my point... Hold on, let me... Yeah, reasonable doubt. Let me just finish my point right. here. My point was, if this penalty gets rescinded to a point... I don't think the whole thing will get rescinded, but I do think the money will be less... And I think the points will get completely rescinded, at least cut in half. And let's be honest, it doesn't hurt Hendrick. It hurts no, Justin Haley. It hurts. Because he could have raced his way into the top 16. Yes. Hell, Corey LaJoy's and, in the top 16 and right now. And now Justin Haley's in negative. But my, but, but my point is, if NASCAR, or if this is rescinded to a point by the appeals board, teams are going to be like, well, just break the rules and just, get it rescinded. Yeah, just break the rules. They're going to rescind it. We've got the ground to stand on. Did the crew chiefs sit out this past weekend? Hendricks did. Haley's did not. Yes. Okay. Hendricks. So, well, I mean, that's... that's. So I think Hendricks thinking if they reduce it to a one or two race suspension. Well, here's the other question. Why is it the crew chief and not the car chief? Because the crew chief is ultimately over everything. But there was somebody else who got Some booted for... Fine. I guess... But the car chief got, gets booted if it fails inspection twice, so why is it even the crew chief in the first place? That is up to NASCAR who they boot now. I guess. Yeah, so the other penalty was at the end of the race, best friends Denny Hamlin and Ross Chastain find each other on track, 
and Denny's not running the best, and he is on old tires and is getting ready to get passed by a bunch of guys that are behind him on fresh tires. And Chastain's right with him, and Denny just decides, you know what, buddy? If I'm going to go to the back of the field, you're going with me. And coincidentally, NASCAR doesn't do anything because, well, it, I mean, it, to me, it looked like a racing incident when it happened. But it looked then, like he ran him high, but it didn't look like he... But, but then, it was nothing egregious. No, but then Denny goes but on, then Denny, runs his stupid mouth. Yeah, Denny goes on his podcast, which is coincidentally... No, it wasn't a, it Pat... Ma- it was, his, was no, it was, it was Dale podcast. Jr. Download. No, it was, it's his podcast. His on Dirty Mo. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is appropriately titled Actions Detrimental and basically says, yeah, I did it on purpose. And that forced the sanctioning body to react. So they fined him $50,000, which, again, I never will understand why we fine these people. Yeah, I, I I will ne- I understand the money goes to the NASCAR Foundation, but money means nothing to these people, and they also took twenty five points from him. So, I think my biggest question is: if you didn't see it as an issue when it happened, how can you then go back and penalize it what two days later based off of something oh, and today that somebody he's said? He's decided to appeal it and says he didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, well. I mean, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it opens up. That's the like. But, here's the question: If you were in the Super Bowl, James Bradbury said, "I held him." Mm-hmm. If the reverse was, that was incomplete. Okay. Yep. And they didn't call it. And James Bradbury comes out after, goes, "Yeah, I held him, but we won the game." NFL doesn't go back and say, "Up, oh, line him back up. We're going to penalize and give the win." To somebody else. Yep. Who cares what somebody says after the fact? Yeah. If you don't make the call on the track, how many times have we had this argument? If you don't make the call when they're on the track, how can you do it after the fact on their intent? Now, I understand why they did it. They did it because Denny said, yeah, I intentionally wrecked him. But but so what? Uh, yeah, You didn't exactly. make the call so on what? the track. So, so what? So he, It'll be upheld because he said he did it. Yeah. So anyway, but my point is, I'm sick of Hamlin. I'm sick of Chastain. And I'll be honest, Ross. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, whoa. what? 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 Chastain did? Chastain did nothing. But okay, Chastain. You. You're sick of the whole thing. I'm sick of the whole thing. What's I'm sick ha- of what's Hamlin. That, I'm sick of Denny yeah. acting like a crybaby. Yes. I'm sick of a 40 year old opening his mouth. If he would shut his mouth, he would have already won a championship. Maybe. Speaking of what we'll we were talking on about, racing. Yeah, absolutely. I was telling Travis off air that when Chastain took the air off the four this weekend and Harvick wrecked, mm-hmm. leading the race, mm-hmm. both Stewart and Harvick, and eventually Clint, who's an SHR guy too, were more than defensive of Chastain saying he never touched him. Yep. And I joked with Travis that if Chastain wasn't under a long-term deal at Trackhouse, are they courting him? Because it sure seemed like they... Mm-hmm. He was great, yes. I mean, yeah, I, I, don't know. I mean, Tony... Tony came at Clint and said, "Hey, we got to apologize. We, we 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 said that he got into him. He never touched him." And Tony was like, "Yeah, he never touched him. It just took the air off him." And then Kevin gets out. Kevin can be a a hothead sometimes. Unhappy. He's like, "Yeah, Unhappy. he yeah. never touched me." He yeah. said, "Now him crossing the bumper took the air off." He said, "But I was already loose." Yeah, Harvick was already. I mean, loose. it was crazy. Like I, I I was so like that just turned into nothing. So it seems like at least in that case, to your point about what has Chastain done, I think he impressed a lot of people at the end of last year how he backed it off. 
Like he's yes. not been. Yeah. He adjusted he, over last. He season. has adjusted yes. his yes. driving style. And mm-hmm. now with five laps to go, and you're running for the win. Well, Kevin Har- Harvard would have done it. He's done it. We've yeah. seen it. And you know. and I'm okay with that. It's five to go. W- would move you. Yeah, and, sure. and Chastain. Maybe not at that speed. That's even, unsafe. Yeah. Even when before the commercial break, Tony said, even if he hits him. He doesn't slam into him. He tried to stop. Yeah. But they had even said mm-hmm. earlier, you can't just stop that car. Why? Because third place is going to run over you. So yes. anyway, right. I, I think that there's been a bit of a shift mm-hmm. in the garage. And I think it, the reason I bring all that up is it makes Tony, uh, Tony, it makes Denny seem like a, like you said, a crybaby. And it's just. I'm, I'm done <sighs> with it. He's just, I don't know. I don't know. And even with those detrimental finishes that Chastain sitting third and. Hamlin's sitting ninth in the point. In points. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Points. That's yeah. Yeah, they've had they've had a good. Uh, yeah, I, I like I like Ross. I, I do. Yeah. I do. So yeah, I do too. I was pulling for him this weekend. All right. So then, talking a little other news, some dribs and drabs. Twenty nine cars going to be back on track. How cool North is Wilkes that? Barra. Are they going to paint it like his Atlanta win, the white with the red numbers? I, I believe so. Yes. Huh. And this I, is I think for so. the All Star race. It yes. is. Hmm. It yeah. is. And good on Richard Childers for letting them borrow. Yeah, I guess he still or, owns the 29 number, huh? Well, the numbers are owned by NASCAR, but he has... He has the right to it. He has the it. right to it. So, still. We'll sell yeah. some merchandise. Yeah, well, that's... I'm sure he gets a cut of that. <laughs> but I think that goes yeah. back to... Yeah, buddy. I think that goes back to the type of relationship that he and Harvick had. Like, if you think about it, Richard did a lot for Harvick. You know, and, and yeah. Harvick did a lot for him. Well, um, at a time where he needed, he needed, needed it. it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I think both of them, if you went back and asked, even though that relation, I mean, that relationship had kind of run its course. It was time for a change. I imagine it was kind of like Bush and Joe Gibbs. It yeah. just needed a shift. The other thing, just a real quick note, a little F one tie in this weekend at Coda with uh, Haas team principal Gunther Steiner going to be in the booth, and that will be fascinating to listen to his perspective of NASCAR at that track versus Formula One. I just thought that was an interesting person to that have is, in the booth. That is, that is interesting. Um, so he's team principal for Haas, and of course he's you know, that's those the guys one American. are really, um, they're really smart, really knowledgeable, and well spoken. The ones I've listened to on uh, Formula One, the Drive, whatever, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. Netflix, they're great. They're very passionate about what they do. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very smart guys, very race savvy. So let's talk race recaps at Phoenix. Sammy Smith gets his first win. He's still in high school, which is crazy. <laughs> he has run a few before, I think, because like truck races or something. This is his first full-time Xfinity race. Xfinity season. Sorry, Xfinity. Take two. Xfinity season. Yeah. I did not get to see that race, Travis, traveling back from the continent of Africa. But tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that. It looks like there were some teammates that got into it. Yeah, the the competition meetings at Junior Motorsports this year are interesting. They can't seem to stay off of each other. Phoenix was not the first race that you saw teammates tangle. Justin Allgaier and Brandon Jones got into it. Josh Berry and Sam Mayer. I mean, you know. Do you think that with Gragson leaving, who was clearly the top driver there? I know Allgaier's been there longer. But Gragson was the best driver in that stable. Do you think it's that those guys just see an opportunity and they're trying too hard? No, I think that we don't realize how much Noah Gragson was was a benefit to Junior Motorsports. Yeah. You know, you don't see Leadership them. was. You see all guy running up front, but the last two weeks he's gotten crashed. And but, Atlanta's a bit of a... But the rest hard. of the team, I mean, Josh Berry 
has has spun out and and wrecked and you know gotten into some incidents this year. That's what I'm saying. I wonder if they're pushing too hard because they realize that the number one slot there is open. It could be. I it, mean, Allgaier's had the chance to be the leader of junior motorsports for ten years, and he's just not. He's yeah. not the guy. He's a career expanding racer. No disrespect, but he's never won that title. He's won a lot of races, but he just can't seem to be. Mm-hmm. The man, Sam Mayer's still young. Josh Berry's trying to prove something because he's an older guy. He wants to show that all that late model experience works. And then Brandon Jones has always been inconsistent and tends to be top five or crashed. Well, and remember this. They went through a line change, to use a hockey term, this year when it came to crew chiefs. Yeah. All four crew chiefs over there changed. And so it takes time to gel. And I think they're just struggling a little bit right now. Could be. So let's talk Cup. William Byron is the beneficiary of a late caution for the second week in a row uh, Mm -hmm. to the detriment of Ford, who was spinning. Here's what I want to talk about. We talked about this on our text stream. Boy, that caution came out in a hurry for a spin on the (laughs) backstretch. Is NASCAR throwing that caution too early because they want a good show at the end? Or do you think that just happens to be... The way it's going, like they could have waited another 10, 15 seconds to see if a carcass was going to come off or anything yeah. like that. Which, Same thing happened at Daytona. Same thing happened at Vegas. They're putting that. Remember, Suarez spun right in front of us at Daytona. Mm-hmm. There was no need to put that caution out. Which a carcass did come off of Harrison Burton's car. It did. But not to way after the caution was thrown. Yeah. And by that point. So what do you guys think? I mean, is that just NASCAR being, I I think there's two things. I think it could be that they love a good green, white checker, right? It's always going to make, it's going to make good highlights. Number two, I think they're still running scared from Texas last year. Was it Texas? What was the one with it? Harvick. You mean the rain? Two uh, years ago, was that rain? rain? Yeah, well, the rain. And then the rain at Daytona in July. In July, and then Texas with The year before. Yes, I agree. I think. Because if you hit a piece of debris going as fast as these guys are going, yeah. I th- but they were going into one. This was coming off of three or so. I don't It was yeah. long. They could have waited. They've certainly waited longer before. Yeah. I think it's both things. I think they're being prudent, but I also think they know that, especially for the fans of the track, if we're sitting there, we'd like to see a good finish. So let me ask this question. I think it's both things. I think it should we go? Should we? I mean, is the green white checker good from a sport when three of the first five races have had one? Like, why race the other 300 laps? Just line them up and run two laps and call it a day. Well, I think your true racing fans, uh, just using the Daytona 500 because we were there, I enjoyed every lap of that race. Yeah. I wasn't bored. I enjoyed Would you the, have the been jockeying on the on the on the how they all came in as a team, and I, I enjoy. But all would that you sport. have been okay if that thing could come out at lap one ninety eight and Kyle Busch wins under caution? No, I wouldn't have made it. I wouldn't have hated that race anymore. I would. I loved I, it either way. I get you want to see a green checker? Mm-hmm. I get it, but no other sport. Well, besides auto racing, baseball, even though they have stupid. Soccer a little bit. Stupid rules now, and soccer. With the extra time. But, like, no other sport ends in a quote-unquote tie. Now, I know we have a leader when Yeah, but teams run out of time. comes out. Yeah. Like, they don't, I mean, you know, college basketball doesn't add an extra minute because the second-place guy might have a chance to win. (laughs) I mean, right? I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I feel like the pendulum has swung too far 
60% of your races shouldn't end under a green-white checker. I'm sorry, it shouldn't. I mean, the reason you don't have a five-lap race is there's just that takes all the strategy out of I it. I get it. There's but, not the crew members. But does, not, so. does the green-white checker not take the strategy out of it? I get that two of the first five are played. I think there's just been a lot of. I think there's been a lot of. I get no, that I part. No, I think that actually it's been four of the four of the first five. Hasn't well, it, it, added, it added strategy because no Atlanta bunch did, of them took two tires. Atlanta didn't Atlanta have one. Atlanta didn't have so it's one. Vegas, Phoenix, and Daytona. Yeah, yeah. What about the two hire, the two tire thing where Larry Mills, everybody's going to get fired on money that takes two tires? Well, yeah, that, that was strategy. They had to. You're make right. I, I, just, I, I, I just I just I dread. A caution with five to go now. I just dread it, and it, it's not because of who's leading. It's just that's the only thing. That I feel like me. the outcome. My guy's leading. That's when I don't yeah, like it. If my guy, if the guy leading, I don't like. I'm happy when it happens. Right. I just feel like it's a little bit manufactured. <laughs> that's all. That it's. Yeah. I mean, the ultimate thing is the guys that are in control are the guys behind the wheel. I almost wish that they'd do a green white checker single file restart. No. Oh yeah, because then oh, you're not given the. Because if you, if you, if you're leading coming to the caution, you're not going to win the race. But here's the thing: it can be single file. If if one lane is so dominant, why didn't everybody start in that lane? Now I understand they want to start on the outside of the front row, but you can you have the option of where you start. I guess I don't know. I just With it's one usual. of those things I'm thinking about. But we can move on. Let's talk Atlanta truck and Xfinity. I mean, they were entertaining, but they were, they were more caution fest. than they were. I mean, Xfinity set a record. Austin Hill dominated the Xfinity race and won. Christian Eckes won a second career win. That was a good finish, that tra- that race. Those two races were good finishes. First win for Bill McAnally Hilgeman Racing in the truck series. Yeah. Christian Eckes gets his second career win. And that was the ride that Derek Krause had for years and years. It was. and But the big news of the day, caution happens. For a wreck, Josh Williams comes in, fixes the car, piece flies off, which happens all the time. There was a caution Sunday for a piece of debris flying off a car. Did they park that car? Nope. They did not. But they told the 92 he had to park it because he extended the caution. And he says, fine, I'll park it on the start-finish line and walk back to pit road. What are your th- thoughts about that? I'm not talking about... I, I mean, there's two pieces. Entertaining. There's the there's the piece that NASCAR did, and then there was the overreaction by Williams. Obviously, he needs to be penalized. It was a hot track. Yeah, I get all that. I'm not talking about. But does it not seem like like if that piece of debris had flown off of the eight car or the nine car? Nope. Do they make him park it? Nope. No. They do not. Well, and you know what the piece of debris was? It's tape. Bear bond. It was bear bond. Yeah. So I have some information. And you know why it flew off? Because it was, it was zero outside. Yeah, it was too cold. I've got some information on this. So Josh Williams gets out of his car. NASCAR says, you've got to go to the NASCAR trailer. Now, to make matters worse, they made him sit in the hauler. By the time he got to the hauler and by the time NASCAR was done with him was about three hours because they wouldn't talk to him until after the race was over. So he made him just sit there. And then they talked to him for 20 minutes. And then they talked to him for 20 minutes. He's going to be fine and i wouldn't be shocked if he was suspended and i get that i but to be honest if he doesn't park his car there no one's talking about this nope and mm-hmm. i went back and i googled this every possible way that i could i have never found anything where this rule was enforced never. like this never so if they appeal which i hope they do i think they have ground to stand on and 
irregardless of what happens, if he's fined, I think there's enough people in the industry that support him that will pay his fine. By the way, he has a a, a nice looking wife. Oh, and she wow. is okay. well. She's a TikTok superstar. Oh, uh, yeah. I, she's no. Got, we're not looking this up. No. Well, but she's got like <laughs> she's got like two million subscribers on tick or followers on TikTok. It's like you type it in. It's like the fist thing comes. Josh Williams' wife. Yeah. Treza <laughs> yeah. Ray. Yeah. Treziah Ray. Yeah. Owns a company that prepares. She's got a whole sleeve on her left auction. arm. Got a whole sleeve on her left yeah, arm. Tat tat yeah. crazy. Yeah. Huh. But anyway, so okay. let's talk. Well, so we'll be interested to see, but I I do think it kind of yeah. goes back to this transparency over policing. Uh, I don't know. I, they I, get I do, it. It's frustrating. You know, the hot track thing. That shit. That's a penalizable totally get offense. That. We've seen that before. But in terms of a rule that's never been enforced, I have a I've problem. Never with that. seen now. And it's not like he was on the damaged vehicle policy and run out of time nope. and caused an extension of the caution. Because nope. I can understand that, where you were supposed to take it to the garage and you went back out on track. But they tried to fix the vehicle, and it was bare bond. He didn't lose a wheel. He didn't... They don't park you for losing a wheel. You know what I honestly think it was? And this is this is totally probably not the case. I think NASCAR was just pissed off and fed up. Because by this point, they had already dealt with 20 caution flags during the two races. Yeah. And I think they were just done and somebody was going to take the brunt of the punishment. But again, wouldn't have been one of the top 10. Nope. So Cup was actually a very entertaining race. Joey Logano dominates, falls all the way back to like 25th, but then comes from 5th to 1st on the last lap and wins it. Really great race. Harvick was wrecked, as we alluded to earlier. Racing incident wasn't Chastain's fault. Harvick just had a loose race car. Those things happen. But I wanted to talk about this. So... Michael, you, you, I'm not sure if you got to see as much of this, as, but the entry to pit road now is coming into turn three on the backstretch. That's where the commitment line is, and you have to go all the way around three and four at 45 miles an hour. It's about three quarters of a mile. So when you pit, mm-hmm. you will automatically be two laps down, not one. So what typically happens at a track, everybody pits, there's one guy stays out, caution mm. comes out, he pits, everybody takes the wave around. Right, So it sucks for those guys, but they're not trapped a lap down. Christopher Bell stays out in the middle of turn segment two. If a caution comes out, he's got everybody two laps down, which means he would pit. They would come around and get one lap down. But now he's still the only car on the lead lap Mm -hmm. with a bunch of people now fighting for the lucky dog. Mm -hmm. I think NASCAR got lucky in this case. My opinion is that they should leave the commitment. I know why they put it there, because they don't want people screaming off a of turn four and wrecking. But should they consider, Travis, having the commitment cone on the backstretch, but pit road speed doesn't start? Just like the access roads at New Hampshire, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Because the caution had come out while Christopher Bell was leading. It would have ruined the race. Everybody would have been trapped a lap down, and Christopher Bell could have run three-quarters throttle and won the race. Yeah, but I think the drivers asked for this. Yeah, but I bet they didn't ask for the speed limit well, yeah, to be forty five all the way around. You can't foresee everything. You can't foresee all. But but that, do you think that particular. they'll change that by July? Nope, I don't. I don't because you you got to realize there's not enough of a barrier between hmm. the track and the teams in terms of when they're coming when they're screaming around. Then raise the limit to ninety. I don't think you can have green flag pit stops cost you two laps, which is not. 
that fast relative to what everybody else is going. And I, I know at places like Bristol, you can lose two laps under green. I, I get that. But maybe. you typically don't have green flag pit stops that long. I mean, I, I, or, I, just, I just feel like that would have ruined the show. You, you would have had one guy. It would have been like watching a race in the 80s. We had three guys on lead lap. Well, you or, just have a variable speed limit. You somehow, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Or you somehow manipulate the stage lengths where you don't have to have green flag pit stops. You can't. There's, it's too long a race. One of them has to. Yeah. Well, then you're just. Uh, yeah, so let I, me I ask know. you this question. Why doesn't NASCAR just do like IndyCar and Formula One and make a button push on the steering wheel and it controls it? What do you mean? When they come in, is. they slow down and push a button and it's governored. So it's like cruise control. Yeah. And that way, that way, NASCAR could set any speed limit they wanted at any part in the track. You come in on turn three, it's 100 miles an hour or 90 miles an hour. And then when you get to inches to pit road, you have to slow it down and it's 45. Can you accidentally hit that button? And then like you're going 200 miles an hour? Wouldn't that be a problem? How do they not because, accidentally hit it? Because not, I don't think it engages unless it's within a certain amount of speed. I think I think that's boring, and I think our drivers are more talented. And I think, I, I hate to say it. Then put in two speed limits. What's wrong with speeding, two speed limits? Speeding on pit road is part of the... Yeah, but that's not pit road. That's ah, the man, apron I, I, of yeah. turn three and four. I like that. I like that because that's so... like oh, This guy's having a great day. Oh, he sped on pit road. And that was the other thing. If you sped on pit road, two percent of the day ruins your day. And if you spit, if you sped on pit road at Atlanta, you're four laps down because it's two laps for the pit stop and two more yeah, for the penalty. Screwed. It's very penalizing. I don't, I don't like it too at all. And I, I, I feel like, anyway, we'll see I what like happens. I don't thing. think, I, like, I, like I don't that. think they'll change it. I really don't. Probably not. But I, I like to think of that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know Formula One did that. But that's good to know. And so does Indy. Yep. Yeah. Um, Indy, and I know what you're saying, Travis. But let's be honest. I mean, it would kill Kyle Busch because he's the master. Let's move into the segment. Segment. We talked about this already, I guess, is that we were going to talk about the cautions. But let's let's talk about five races in. Biggest surprise so far. Who wants to go? I'll go first. Yep. To me, this is a big surprise. But maybe you guys saw this coming. The resurgence of Roush Fenway Keselowski racing. Mm. God, I was wanting you to eat your hat today. I was pulling for that yeah. six car so hard. And Especially when you said Bush and Keselowski would never win again and they'd win two in the first five. Yeah. And, you know, they're not just running well on the super speedways. They're running well everywhere. Now, Brad Keselowski is the only guy to lead in every race. Yeah. Now, the clash was a bit of an outlier, but I don't... That's fine. That's a one out of 38 races. But, you know, you've known that those RFK cars were at every race. So, and I think that'll continue. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What about you, Michael? I would say I didn't expect William Byron to have two runs. That's what I was going to start yeah, with. I, that was kind of... Uh, the one he kind of, I guess, lucked into, the caution one. I think Larson would have won that one. Uh, the other one he, he earned. And uh, Stent, let's see, Ricky Stenhouse, 12th in the points. Uh, so it's not like it was a fluke that he won it at Daytona. I mean, he's had, let's see, 17 lap le- laps led elsewhere. I don't know where else he's led. But yeah, he's still. He, that's I like that he's up and in the mix and potentially in the playoffs. I think that might be fun. Got two uh, track house cars in the top ten. Suarez is tenth. Chastain is first. I know these recent penalties affected some of that, but I think it's great for them. Not, not that that's a surprise because they were strong last year. I am surprised that Kyle Busch won so quickly. Yeah, that's surprised. Not surprised that he yeah. won, but won so quickly. That's that's kind of a couple for me. Uh, mine is Corey LaJoy's fifteenth in points. 
finished fourth at Atlanta. Fourteenth, actually, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, fifteenth. Well, somewhere, but he's in, and he was in it before that good finish at Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. And one not surprise is uh, I, I was telling Travis maybe we'll see when we get to more intermediate tracks, but I don't think there's any reason not to think Joey Logano is the title favorite. Like he's come out strong. Hard to disagree with that one. I mean, I'll go back to my point. Like I've said, no one's won back-to-back since Jimmy Johnson, but we shall see. Last segment segment, because, again, we did the the caution flag earlier. We've got a, as Travis calls it, a field of champions in the Coda race. We've got two Formula One guys, Jensen Button and Kimi Raikkonen, and then Jimmy Johnson, old seven-time. What do you expect out of those guys, and who finishes better? I don't don't know, I think. My gut tells me Jimmy Johnson because he's raced in the car before. He's raced in this... No, Raikkonen raced in the 500 last year, right? So he's been in this car before. Who? No, no, no. It was, it, I'm sorry. It was Jacques Villeneuve. He raced at Raikkonen right. raced at Watkins Glen. And remember, in this car, yes. And Raikkonen has run stock cars. Remember, he ran in the Xfinity the year he was out of, or the trucks the year For he was out KBM. of Formula One. Yep. So I don't he, know enough about Jensen Button. He he's been retired about five or six years. He won one title. He's a good racer. I expect him to be the last of those three. I would. Hmm. Expect Jimmy to run well, but being the third team, I expect a pit stop problem or a. I just mm-hmm. so I think I think you're going to see Jimmy and Raikkonen be fighting for the top of those three guys. Okay, but I think I think we'll talk about this for the preview anyway. But it's going to be an interesting weekend because depending on how the cautions fall, I mean, remember the end of the race last year? It was guys up front that normally don't win on road courses, mm-hmm. and two of them wrecked each other, and then Chastain won. So. Let's go ahead and jump into that. Coda, truck race, triple header. Who we got for the truck race there in Coda, guys? Go ahead, Andrew. Well, this is not hard. I looked at the entry list, and I saw 51's got old Kyle Rowdy in there. I'm taking him. Tyler Ankrum. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, Tyler Ankrum. He, uh, he's got a good... Pretty good road brand. racer. Yeah, pretty good road racer. And uh, I think he's in that 16 car, which the, or the Luna or what, something. All, they always wreck, but maybe this will be his week. So Tyler Ankrum, I didn't All think right. either one of you guys would take him. Yeah, that's a good pick. Is this the one you have a dark horse in? No, it's not. Oh. Uh, the Xfinity races. Okay. I'm going to go, I feel like this might bite me, but I'm going to go with Alex Bowman. He's driving the seven truck. He for, and Byron are in for, this race. Um, okay. Spire? Spire, thank you, yes. <laughs> he ran that race last year, and as I recall, did not do particularly well, but he did get better through the road courses in the trucks last year. Yeah, so I think. That'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I also I do think that um, we're probably going to run a lot. This will probably be a race, unfortunately, to watch on the DVR because you're going to have a <laughs> lot of caution laps. Well, and this is keep in mind this place is three point four one miles, so a caution takes you know ten fifteen minutes. And I wish they would do local yellows. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious! Yes. Now they have, for the most part waited to see if a guy can get going. You do yeah. have 3.4 miles to see. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. 20 turns. Right. So yeah. there's I a lot we'll of... see in those flippant cautions. There's a lot of opportunities If it's for in mistakes. the back and you've got two miles or two minutes mm-hmm. to make the call, then wait two minutes. Yeah. I know you can't send marshals out on a hot track and, and go pick up debris, but if a guy spins off and can, you know, he's not stuck in the kitty litter, give him a chance to get going. Don't throw it. We, we just... It could be a, we could end up with 10 green flag laps. It could be a long race. Yeah. Uh, Xfinity, who wants to go first? You and I might have the same one, Michael. This is Kota? Uh huh. Yep. All right. Oh, you think we might have the same one? 
Hmm. Well, it, to me, there was an obvious choice. Okay, let's get let's go on. Let's count to three. We'll say it at one at the same time. One, two, three. Almendinger. Oh, <laughs> different. I like that. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Sam Mayer. So I said Almendinger. He's had two starts and he's finished first and second. <laughs> is he racing the Xfinity race? He is. Yeah, he's, he's driving just, the okay. ten. Meyer. I'll still go with Meyer. Yep. All right, boys. Thank you for leaving him for me. Forty-eight car Parker Kligerman. Okay. I'd love to see that. Mm-hmm. He ran well at Atlanta. He runs well on road courses. He runs well everywhere. And he's also going to be, and I almost picked him for the trucks as well, he's going to be running that 75 truck. I saw that. That's always good for him. He yeah. is good in that car or yeah. truck. And that like uh, Food Hill. Food City. Or, food, or city. food Country. Food, food Country. Food something. Yeah. Yep. So Cup, the road course ringer, has got a broke ankle. So nobody can pick him. Who we got? I'm taking a guy who's had a top five and two top tens in his two starts, and he's won two road course races. Tyler Reddick. Hmm. It's a solid pick. Okay. About you, T. I'm taking your Xfinity pick. Almondinger locks yeah, himself into the playoffs. Uh, oh, that was my second pick, just in case somebody went with Kyle Busch, who was my pick. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with, I think, any of those three guys. Yeah. Yep. I, I think it will be interesting – you know, like last year, if tires come into play and guys make late green flag pit stops and it doesn't cycle and people get trapped, that is a hard place to pass. Yeah, uh, and there's not a lot of passing zones. There's a couple of good mm-hmm. straights, but the S's, like where all those wrecks were on the last lap last year, there's like eight turns in a row that you can't do anything with anybody. Yeah, and keep in mind, if I remember correctly, last year tires were a factor because this track's kind of worn out because it's which I like. It's in Texas and it's hot, and this weekend is yeah. going to be no different with temperatures in the 80s. I know our boy oh. Matt Beamer hates road course racing, but it sure has a hell of a lot of strategy to it. Yeah. It does, and I'm going to be yeah. interested to watch and see. I thought that the new aerodynamic package on the Cup cars was underwhelming at best at Phoenix. I'm curious to see what happens at Coda because I think if it doesn't produce any better than it did at Phoenix, I think they need to go back to the drawing board. Oh, by the way, no cautions at the end of the stages. Yeah. And choose rule. Yes. So that's going to be fascinating. Not the choose rule, but the no cautions at the end of the stages. You can't, as Larry Mack always says, work backwards. You can't manipulate the race So you could see in the two shorter races, you could see... A one-stop strategy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, you're not going to have to always come get tires. So if it goes green for an extended period of time, think back to the way that the early 2000s and early teens were in the Cup Series where it's going to be a lot of strategy because you you might be able to build up a 15, 20, 25-second lead on a guy you know, on 10th place or something and then because there's not a caution to bunch the field up. So that also may make it not such a crap show <laughs> yeah. with mm-hmm. all the restarts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. And I like this, not just because of the strategy, but in the truck race, especially the segments are so short mm-hmm. that I like not having a caution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're still going to, the, the stage links are still there and they get points for winning it. Yeah. They're still they going to throw the caution. They're still going to award stage points. They're just not going to throw the caution. Do you think this would come... Do you think that they'd eventually do that on ovals? No. They like the cautions. They, Bunches of field back up. Well, no, not just that. The TV networks like the cautions. Because that guess. allows them to get 
four commercial breaks. Well, it doesn't breaks. seem to matter because they throw commercial breaks with 10 to go anyway. So Yeah, don't even get me started on uh, that. So then the next week, the trucks go to Texas with the old Indy cars. That racetrack sucks. It's terrible. Both those races are going to be terrible. Yeah, the 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 Richmond race and Texas. Um, Might be a forgettable weekend. Yeah, I, I'm kind of thinking so. Palm um, Sunday, go out and go out and sit under a palm tree. Yeah, That'd be I, nice. I mean, you know, take me to Florida. I don't know. I guess this is Texas trucks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who you got, Michael? Stuart Friesen. Yeah. Stuart. Reason. I can't argue with that. Yeah, that. he runs pretty good out there. Your boy runs pretty good out there too, Travis. Yeah, uh, he took a hit on Saturday. Grant, um, yeah, bounce I, asked, back. Bounce I asked him. I said, "How you feel?" He said, "Well, it didn't hurt too bad. I'm, I'm all right." Who was it? Somebody on Sunday got the wind knocked out of him. Almarola. Almarola. Yeah. Yeah. So you taking your boy? Taking Grant? Yeah, I'll let me have him. He 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 likes road courses. So when you look at or, the, sorry, he likes mountain. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> a, a speedway. Sorry. When you look at the data. <laughs> I think the top nine guys in average finish aren't in the race. So I said nobody's really any really great. I'm gonna take Matt Crafton. Okay. He was my second yeah. pick. Why not? <laughs> so then Richmond Xfinity and Cup. And this is also on April the first. Same uh, day the as Xfinity the, uh, race is on April first. It's at night yes, though, correct? I'm just saying it's no, it's yeah. before the truck race. It's at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh good, because it'll be cold, probably. Yeah. Texas is a different time zone. Yeah. Also. Correct. And for, it'll be for warmer our in listeners Texas. who are not, not aware of that. So Mayer is who I took. He's got an average finish of seven, and he's got uh, he's finished top five and top ten in his two races. It's Richmond Xfinity. Yep. Richmond okay. Xfinity. I'm taking the one. So All right. if you're right one week and I'm right the next week, you'll have back-to-back wins. Mm-hmm. All right. Who you got, Michael? Justin Allgaier. Yep. He runs well there. Okay. Yep. And you? I could pick somebody else if you wanted him. Nope. Okay. I am going to go with Josh Berry. All right. Interesting. He likes the concrete. And then... Asphalt. That too. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. Bristol. Yeah. Although that not this be. year. Is it real? I... No, it's asphalt. It's, it's asphalt. asphalt. Yeah. Martinsville and Bristol and Dover are concrete. Okay. maybe. Well, Martinsville's concrete in Mar- the turns concrete is what I mean. Turns. Yeah. All right. So, Cup, who you got, Travis? Oh, boy. This is tough. Can the racetrack win? Cause it's tough to pick. I, I, mean, I mean, Martin think... Truex is the guy's best finisher. He averages a fourth place finish. Yeah. I don't want to be... Same with Kyle Busch. I don't want to go... I don't want to go like you know based off that. Um, don't ever let the data get in the way of a good <laughs> right. Decision. Just go with whatever you feel <laughs> no. in your loins. Uh, <laughs> he makes me quiver with with racing passion. I mean, how do you give me William Byron? Give okay. it to him. Another give, short track. Give it to him. I'm gonna go the louvered one with a guy who uh, runs really well on short tracks, especially in open wheel cars. Three top fives in his last five races there is... Tony Stewart? Christopher Bell. Oh, Christopher Bell. <laughs> that was Tony's yeah, favorite racetrack. I know, I know. But he hadn't won there since 2000. <laughs> he won the first two years he ran there and never won again. Yeah. What do you got there, Michael? The cranky Virginian. Denny, Denny Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah. Yep. All right. Chesapeake. All right. Green-white checker. Who wants to start? You said you had a good one, right, Andrew? All right. So the Josh okay. Williams thing was... One of the crazier things you've seen in sports. <laughs> what is your craziest thing that you've ever seen happen in a sporting event? Not it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, but like oh, just man. something that seems bizarre. I have a couple, but I'll let you guys go first. Oh man, Chastain last year at Martinsville. Yeah, okay, I, I, probably because it's just so recent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just couldn't. Still I crazy. Like, I, it's still crazy. Still just what in the world just happened? Yeah, that's one. And I'm thinking there's a golf thing. I can't remember. There's a guy who got 
Remember John Vandeveld in the That's U.S. That's what I'm Open? thinking. He got, yeah, yeah. he got down in the in the creek. With uh-huh. his he pants he off hit or... like a nine on the last hole yes, to lose. That that comes to mind. I think jo- John Daly winning the British Open. Yes. Just huh? But that I'm glad he did. That submitted him as a as an excellent golfer. And he was a hell of a golfer. So those are just yeah. Chastain was just like wow. We were watching that we were live. Like, I still can't. Yeah. I, it still looks. Yeah. It still looks. That's fake. really something. You got one, Travis? Uh, I don't know if it's the craziest thing I've ever seen, but just go back to this weekend. I know the run is over, but a 16 seed in Fairly Dickinson. Oh, yeah. Mm. Almost making it to the Sweet 16. Yeah. Um, you know, I also think about... What, Princeton making it as a 15 seed. Yeah, and what Davidson did back in 08. That was a crazy, yeah. exciting thing. By uh, the way, if you have not... I'm not a huge women's basketball fan, but if you want to watch somebody's got skills, this lady Caitlin Clark that plays for Iowa, yeah, she's unbelievable. So if you get a chance to pick, okay. I think they play tomorrow. Yeah, but I had a couple. One was Randy Johnson killing the bird. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. Yeah. And the, the other picture, one, yes. the other one that uh, from baseball, I looked it up today. I think it was from 2000 2001. A manager got thrown out, and he walked out of the dugout, picked up first base, and left. (laughs) I thought that was good. (laughs) Yeah, taking my base and going home. (laughs) Y'all can find another one. (laughs) So, oh man, you got one there, Travis? I did mine. No, no, no. Sorry, question. Oh, Michael, what's yours? I'll come up with one. Oh, okay. Also, what the the was it three or four years ago? Graham Gano, the uh, former kicker for the Panthers, they were at the end of the game and it was end of the half or something. That was, wasn't it? it was the end of the game. No, end of, oh, it's sixty the last something yards. Like sixty Six. something. There's no way he's gonna make this, and just pandemonium. He made it. it he was made crazy. that kick. That was the craziest thing, uh, really f- football wise. I think I've I've ever seen in person. That was pretty amazing. I still like the. Uh, Cal Stanford from the 80s. The band is out the on, the on the field. He was there. He was there. <laughs> that was back in there in 1963. Okay. So they're going down to Dakota this weekend. That's in Austin, Texas. Boy, the, the state of Texas has brought so many wonderful things in our lives. Uh, a couple of things that come to mind. Bush or bushes. Is that the plural of bush? You got bushes. You oil. mean the president's. Oil, Johnson's, yeah. you know, he put those, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, 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 Bush, the Johnson, the president, oil, well, I'm not sure. Lubrication. What, right. Yeah, I guess you, well, I guess, yeah, I guess you could misconstrue that. Uh, cows, rodeos, spicy things, immigrants. I didn't do illegal immigrants like that one guy did. Urban Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Great, you know. Is that John wonder, Travolta? Wonder, John Travolta, wonderful yeah. soundtrack. But what I think of, probably the most when I think of Texas is barbecue. All right. So, I know we covered barbecue a lot, but I was going to ask you, if you could order one type of barbecue or one piece of meat, a uh, cut from a... At a bar- and I, I've got... I pulled up Big Tiny's menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Mooresville. I'm going to just read off some things. I've got a favorite piece of meat or type of meat or something I like when I go to a barbecue restaurant. So, let's uh, let's just read off some possible... Pork and oh, beef, I already know what mine products. is. Do you know Sorry. what yours would be, Travis? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Let's. All right. We got. We got brisket. We got pulled pork. We've got pork spare ribs. We've got Texas sausage, uh, smoked chicken, barbecue chicken. Uh, those are just some uh, jalapeno sausage, different types of. So you got pulled pork. You got different types of the pig or the cow. Andrew, what's your favorite type of or cut well, of meat in a barbecue restaurant? Well. 
if it's a North Carolina barbecue restaurant, it'll be obviously the pulled pork. But if I'm in Texas, mm. if I'm in Texas, you got to get the brisket. Mm. You got to get the brisket. Now, I don't go to a Texas barbecue joint and get pulled pork. I just don't. It's mm-hmm. not as good, I don't mm-hmm. think. There's nothing wrong with it. But. And Big Tiny's in Mooresville. They do uh, kind of both. They, they kind of, yeah, they've yeah, got yeah. The, the state of Texas on their logo. Um, but I so think I don't I, know how you don't do the brisket. I mean, that's Texas that's, barbecue. That's to me. my. I, that was my. That's yeah. my choice. I love a good brisket, and sometimes it can get a little dry. But if they really know what they're doing, and when you go to Big Tiny's, you can get it. They say, "Do you want it dry or wet?" Now we're not yep. talking about the the presidents again, right? We are talking about the type of brisket, uh, and wet means it's got a little more fat in it. Yep, it's a little more. Succulent. And some people do like the dry. They like more of the sure. meat taste. And then you can sauce it up. That's right. But I like it somewhere in between. But uh, Big Tiny's does a good job with their they brisket. Do. That's that's my pick brisket. But it's all good. It's all good. <clears throat> what about you, Travis? Right, Travis. Bra- brisket guy? Yeah, so for me, if it's in Texas, I'm going brisket. If it's you know here in Carolina, I got to go with the pulled pork. So it sounds like we're kind of aligned here, isn't it? I think it? we yeah. are. I think yeah. we don't sleep on that sausage, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Got to be in the mood for it, though. Got to be in the mood for sausage. Well, and if you go one state to the east, you get, is it Andouille? How do you spell it? How do you say it? That's right. And- Andouille, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a little spicier, little yeah, Cajun-y. Yeah. Cajun-y sausage. Mm. Yeah, yeah, man. There's, gosh, I want I want to go get some now. So, yeah, Texas and barbecue. That's uh, that's where <laughs> I went. And I love, do you like, okay, I know I'm, this is uh, extra, I don't know, uh, extra lap or whatever. So... What type of bread do you like with barbecue? Ooh. I like a good little, like a piece of cornbread. If I'm having pulled pork and in the mood for a sandwich, I like just a regular hamburger bun type. Mm-hmm. To make a sandwich to out of it? To make a sandwich okay. out of it. Or a piece uh, of white I, bread, maybe? Or white bread, or or if I'm having it as a plate, I don't mind just a dinner roll. Mm. But if I'm having like brisket with some greens or green beans or something, mm-hmm. I kind of like the cornbread. Yeah. You know, what do you like over there? You like a so, croissant? <laughs> Jacques, Jacques Villeneuve. So, some croissant with your andouille? So for me, I miss Sonny's Barbecue. Yeah, there's you, one in Concord. Yeah, because you used to get that garlic The garlic bread. toast? Oh, oh they yeah. They had good cornbread, too. And That's sweet cornbread. you dip it in the Sonny's Barbecue sauce? Yes. Oh, it's like, sop it up. It up. It's like eating more up. barbecue. Woo, it's great. Sop me up. That's good. Now I want to go All to right, Sonny's. Yeah. Travis. All right, so... You didn't answer. You like cornbread, you said. Sorry. Go ahead, Travis. Yeah. All right, so my question is, I have heard that Austin, Texas is one of the most unique and fun cities to visit. So my question, and I've never been there, my question... I don't think any of us have, have they? Have we? I don't think so. I never have, no. No, uh uh-uh. Yeah, so my question to you is, is there a U.S. city on your bucket list that you've not been to yet that you would like to visit? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That is a good one. That's gonna. I'm gonna have to pause I, out some. I mean, Austin's probably the about the only one I hadn't been to that's a. That's true, me- Mr. Major Metropolitan Mr. World, area, Mr. World Traveler. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you said outside the U.S., US maybe like I'd like to go to Vancouver. Yeah, I'd like to go to San Diego. San Diego's cool. Yeah, San I, Diego. I've never been there. Yeah, San Diego, because uh, you know I've heard. The weather's always nice and beautiful. Water's freezing. Yeah, I I, I would say San Diego. I'd probably you? say San Diego. And yeah. you're San Diego too. Zoo's cool. Been yeah. there a couple times. Mm-hmm. It's nice. And that where the I'd say Austin Top Guns near there. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. But Aramar. I also Aramar. but I also wouldn't mind going to Austin for the race at some and point. I, I can certainly tell you cities not to bother going to. I Albu- might offend some people. Have you ever been to Albuquerque? 
Yep, driven through it a couple times. Hmm. It's fine. Yeah. We actually uh, stopped at the Holiday Inn there because there's a Weird Al song about the Albuquerque Holiday Inn. But hmm. anyway, hmm. you don't need to go to Houston. Don't need to go to Portland. I've been to Houston. Houston's hot and miserable. <laughs> San Antonio's a cool town. It turns to Texas. Uh, Dallas is kind of like Worth, Charlotte. Fort Worth is... Dallas, Fort Worth's all right. They go to Stockades. Billy, Billy Bob's. Yeah, yeah. 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 The so there's some cool places. San Francisco's a neat town to go to. Have you been to New York, Travis? I, I've been to upstate. I've not been oh, to... Oh, you got to go to the city, man. New York. Well, yeah. if I go there, you're going to be the one to have to take I'll me. take you. Okay. We'll go to Watkins Glen and spend a couple days in the city first. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Actually, Pocono's hmm. a lot closer. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. Uh, or Dover. All right. Okay. Anything else, gentlemen? No, I just think you the racing. You ever been to Fargo, North Dakota? I've through, uh, uh, no, I've been through Bismarck. Fargo's north. Okay, mm, yeah, North Dakota. But I mean, it's north of like I ninety four. It's probably just a dirty city, but probably really pretty in the winter when it's all white. Yeah, they that, they uh, like to put people in wood chippers. They do. Yeah, fascinating yeah. little movie. Is that the yeah? There's yeah, else? Coen okay. Brothers. Sorry, I, I sidetracked again. I apologize. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Those were good. Yeah. Those yeah. were good. So I I don't really have anything else. I just. I don't want to oversell the racing this weekend and next weekend because, frankly, I don't think it's going to be very good. Oh. I don't think it's going to be very entertaining. I think Coda is going to be fun. I, I think with the not stage breaks is going to be a big deal. Yeah, I just but, the, but Richmond and Texas. The thing I worry about with Coda is it's so big and they get so spread out, and it's hard. It's going to be an old school road course race, but that's all right. Yeah, I mean Chase Elliott's got to hate that he's not in it because. Yeah, you know the reason that he and Reddick and some of the Bush don't win is because of the cautions and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. And then in two, the week after that though, on Easter Sunday, Bristol Dirt, Bristol Dirt, yeah, mm-hmm. Bristol Dirt. So, all right, well that's it. So uh, for Travis Sherrill and Michael Colberth, I'm Andrew Coates. This has been Blind Spotting Episode 81. Enjoy the racing as much as you can from Coda, Texas, and Richmond, and we will see you next time. Bye bye. He's gonna try to slide. Come on, baby. And Blaney's coming.